Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Splash of Cinema. I'm Pete. And I'm John. And we're joined today by uh, one of Will's good boys from Cornell, uh, Coop. How you doing, man? Good, good. How are you guys? Um, yeah, I'm Cooper. I'm a senior here at Cornell. I, um, I'm a huge TV fan. I worked for a startup this summer that uh, we're working on something when it comes to TV. Should be out in October. Um, yeah, my favorite show probably of all time is Better Call Saul. My favorite show this year was Severin, so I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a big Severance fan too. Uh, John kind of put me on that. Uh, but, so we'll definitely get into that. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just going to talk about the Emmys coming up. Uh, there have already been some awards uh, that have been given out already, but the main award show is going to be on the 12th, uh, so next Sunday. So be, be sure to watch that. I know I'm looking forward to it. Uh, John, anything to add before we get into the nominees? I just think I, I think this is a good year for the Emmys. Um, this is the 74th Emmys, so we're about to approach the 75th next year. That's cool. And we have a lot of like big nominations, Succession notably, which I haven't seen, but I know you boys have both seen, got, what, 25 nominations? Yeah, something ridiculous. Like They've been doing it since the first season, though, to be fair, but... Yeah, it just keeps getting better and better, but yeah. All right, so I think we just start and go category by category. Um, so the first category, I mean, the big one is best drama, and that's kind of like the coveted Emmy. I mean, comedies always get their awards, but best drama like kind of represents the best show in television. And I mean, this year, we're not packing any punches with the nominees. Um as Coop said, Better Call Saul, which is in its, what, sixth season, I think, was, was nominated for it. Euphoria, which was in its second season. Um, Ozark in its fourth season, which I also think was the final season of Ozark. Severance, that's a, an, a new Apple debut that is in its first season. Squid Game, which I, we, I guess we all thought was going to be a limited series, turned out to be a show now. And it's that was in its first season. That kind of took the world by storm. And Tr- Stranger Things, that's another Netflix product, was in its fourth season. Succession, in its third season. And Yellow Jackets kind of came out of nowhere. Um, that's a Showtime piece, and that's in its first season. So, what do you boys think about these nominees? Yeah, that's pretty packed. Like a lot of quality in there. Seriously, like, and from a diverse like streaming too. It's uh, it's cool that Apple TV is starting to get in the mix, especially with Ted Lasso on the comedy side. Uh, but who do I think is going to win this? <sighs> That's hard because like Euphoria is, Euphoria is really good. The second season was good. I'm working on it now, but uh, I really think Succession can pull it off. I mean, they've they've won it before, right? Um, that's a good question. I think, I think last did, year. Yeah. Last year, best drama was The Crown. I'm almost positive. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. And Succession's won a bunch of of stuff, but this year it's like it's really getting recognized fully. Um, I mean, 25 nominations is like a pretty incredible for a show. And I think I think my prediction is going to be Succession um, for this category. But yeah, no, The Crown was like kind of the Netflix like big emmy show for years and now that that's gone i think succession is going to kind of fill that void if they continue to put out good seasons we'll see 
Yeah, what about you, Coop? Who are you thinking? Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to go against Succession, but just because I'm such a Better Call Saul fan and it was the final season, um, it seems like of the whole Breaking Bad universe, the last content we're going to get out of it, um, it was nearly perfect. I mean, just everything, like cinematography is just unmatched. The writing is just, it's hard to argue that Succession's writing is better than Better Call Saul's, but... Um, I don't know. I'm going to save my Better Call Saul for Bob Odenkirk for lead actor. So I guess I'll have to go. I want to go Severance on this one. I just think that was such a groundbreaking show. It's something so different. Uh, it's Succession, a dark horse, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Succession won 2020. They beat out. What did? A lot of season these. one? Uh, season two, I think. Oh, no, it must have been season one, yeah. So... Yeah, I think Squid Game is the sleeper here, though. I I can totally see. I don't think in, I don't think an international show has ever won for outstanding. I don't think an international show has been nominated. Yeah, maybe ever, can, but at least in a long time. Yeah, I can totally see that as a sleeper. But my prediction is going to stay with Severance. I just think what Ben Stiller did with that and Adam Scott is just it's so new and refreshing, and I loved every second of it. Interesting. So one severance and two successions. Is that what we're saying here? Looks like Pete. it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm I'm fine if either of those win, honestly, because they're both quality shows. And even like, oh, if I mean, Squid they're great. Game, even if Squid Game would have won, like, it's just a it's just a global phenomenon. So I could see that happening too. But the Emmys, like, they seem to love great casts, and there there even is an award for like best ensemble. But typically, the shows with like the best ensemble get like the be- the most Emmys. And Succession has so many acting nominations; like it's pretty ridiculous. Even the guest appearances on the season, like they're getting acting nominations. And I think that that's going to be the difference between like Succession and Severance. Like, Severance is great; it's up for all the traditional stuff, like writing, directing. But like in terms of cast, almost no one got nominations besides like Adam Scott, really. Patricia Arquette is very good in that show, though. She we'll, is. We'll She's that, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, Mrs. Selvig. Or... Yeah, Mrs. Selvig, yeah. <laughs> Miss Cobell. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, that's best drama. We'll, we'll touch on all these dramas more uh, as we go into the further categories. But the next big award is best comedy, which um, covers a lot of stuff. Abbott Elementary is one nominee. That's an ABC show in its first season. Barry, which is a fantastic HBO show, just finished its third season. Um, you have the kind of stalwart of this category, which is Curb Your Enthusiasm, just finished its 11th season. Hacks, that's another HBO show, season two. And Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, season four. Only Murders in the Building, which I recently saw, really enjoyed. That's a Hulu piece. And although it's two seasons, it's up for its season one work. And Ted Lasso, that's an Apple product, kind of a darling of last year's Emmys, is up for 20 Emmys this year, including Best Comedy. And then What We Do in the Shadows. So there's a lot of nominees for this category. I've seen Barry. I've seen Only Murders in the Building. I've seen Ted Lasso, and I don't know. I I really, I think Ted Lasso is just, like, too heartwarming. I I really don't think it's actually even that funny. So I'm going to go with Barry as my favorite. But I think Ted Lasso is going to win just because, I mean, it got 20 Emmy nominations. The Emmys love it for some reason. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree with that. Like, I think uh, 
Yeah, I want I want Barry to win, but it's not. It's going to be Ted Lasso. They love Ted Lasso. Actually, when I was in London, I went to the pub that they always go to. Me and my friend just went there one day, and there was like a premium charge on the beer. It was ridiculous, because uh, it's the Ted Lasso bar. But uh, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be Ted Lasso. Uh, I don't want it to be, but yeah, because I agree, Barry's phenomenal. Like what Bill Hader does in that show, I love Henry Winkler. Like he's so funny. Yeah. So Barry's kind of cursed because it's not necessarily a comedy. I mean, it is, but. It's more. It's much more than that. It's such a good overall show in so many other aspects. Um, it's good to see Hulu and Prime Video on the board and FX, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Barry. Um, season three, I think, was the best season, and it was hard to get better than season one and two. So um, yeah, Henry Winkler is one of my favorite actors. I used to he he wrote a bunch of children's books that I used to read constantly so of I've course he wrote children's about. books of course oh yeah he wrote like 20 um and it was about this like kid and i identified with him so gene cousineau i will i would die for gene cousineau so i love you mr cousineau <laughs> <laughs> do you love me <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah um, barry is just like it's it's groundbreaking i really think like you were saying about severance like they're both kind of shows that are so different from anything we've seen before um and it's kind of like this uncomfortable humor. I would even call Severance a comedy, like in some senses. Yeah, at times. Barry definitely. reminds me, like Severance, if Barry's getting a nom for comedy, then Severance should get the nom for comedy. Because like, it's just like, it's kind of dark and twisted, but they definitely both are like angling to make people like laugh in some sense, or at least feel weird. Um, so yeah, but... I don't plan on talking about Ted Lasso that much. I'm really not, like, a huge fan. Like, I get it. It's good. It should probably get a nomination. But I don't understand why, like, the Emmys love it so much. It's because it's foreign. Like, it's it's a, it's a about, like, the UK. Like, I don't know. I think like, that's ooh, an appeal to it. a football coach, a soccer coach. Like, ooh, he's going to be so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just weird. Um, yeah. So, anyway, we'll move on to best limited series which is probably the category that I know the best um, of anything here because I've seen like three of these in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> in the last week, I've seen three of these. So the nominees are Dope Sick um, on Hulu. That's about Theranos. It's, it's kind of like a historical drama, but it, it's, it's all true. The Dropout. Uh, oh, wait, no, that's about Theranos. <laughs> the Dropout's about Theranos. Dope Sick's about the opioid crisis. Both of those are on Hulu. Inventing Anna on Netflix, Pam and Tommy, which is about Pam Anderson and um, Tommy Lee, that's on Hulu. And then The White Lotus on HBO, which is got 20 nominations as well. So it tied with Ted Lasso for second most Emmy nominations. I think Hulu is just like, it's pretty incredible that weirdly enough, Hulu has three nominees this year and they're all like deserved. All, all three of those are great. Pam, Tommy, Dope Sick, and The Dropout. Have you boys seen any of these? I saw Pam and Tommy. Um, I gotta watch Dope Sick. I've, I, yeah, I, I've gotten a lot of ads and stuff for Dope Sick. I need to get on that. But did you guys see? Uh, did you like uh, Seth Rogen's performance in Pam and Tommy? <laughs> it's did he play Rand Gautier, the like porn, <laughs> porn guy? I don't know. Yeah, he's like a producer. Yeah, he's a big, yeah. big wig in the industry. 
that's that was kind of fucked up. Like it made me feel bad for Pam Anderson. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I, I mean, think Lily James' performance like went a long way in doing that. I didn't feel bad for Tommy Lee like at all. I'm just like this guy's kind of an asshole. No, he just made it worse for her. He was not a good partner through all that. Um, yeah, that was. It was good to learn about that, like, because we're a little younger. Um, it was it was good to like kind of get the picture of what the public discourse was like around it because it is sad and like I can totally see something like that happening today. It does happen today. Um, she just went from like being at the top of the entertainment world to like being at the bottom of it, where like people would not cast her in movies anymore. Yeah, she was a pariah. Yeah, um, just the worst. But also Tommy Lee's career's tanked, but I think it was for a different reason, just because because Motley Crue kind of ran out of music to make. Um, but anyway, I think uh, I don't know. Having seen a lot of these, I really I think they're all powerful in their own way. But Pam and Tommy might be the worst, actually. Yeah, <laughs> no, th- that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I um, like White Lotus a lot. Uh, did you see it? Yeah, see? yeah. Oh, it's, I'm showing my parents it right now. Um, yeah, that's a I great ensemble it. cast too. Like, really the good. Best. Like, instead of going for a big budget actor, they like spread the budget out among all these like lower tier people. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of them breakout stars, like the dad from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. <laughs> like, the yeah, yeah from... Steve Zahn. Yeah, yeah, Steve Zahn. He does a lot of he he's he plays a lot of just like character roles in like random movies. You'll just see him. He's great though. Like one of the first clips of him in the White Lotus is you just see his like full balls and penis. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. And then Jennifer Coolidge is like a meme. She's the best. She's the nail lady from like Legally Blonde. If you've seen that, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. The big lips. Oh my gosh, she's she plays like kind of like an alcoholic in the show. Just fantastic. But I think that's a a really interesting commentary on like modern society and like rich people yeah no definitely so what do you boys think what's going on i'm win? thinking i i mean i just like the white lotus a lot and i haven't seen the other ones so i'm gonna go with that for now but uh yeah i think that's gonna win but yeah i didn't see enough but I, i'm gonna go with dope sick just because i think it's a perfect like encapsulation of what tv can be used to do outside of just entertainment um I think it like is pretty groundbreaking in what it shows us. And the fact that it's a TV series instead of like a documentary um, and more and a more extended thing. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with dope sick. I like, I don't know, probably going into this episode, I thought I was going to go with the white Lotus, but I've been thinking about it a lot. And I think Cooper's like totally right. Dope sick. I mean, it has all the other nominations to back it up in terms of casting and stuff, but it, it just touches on a subject, like, and it's so heavy. There's just so many emotions associated with it. Um, and the acting's so good that I, I think Dope Sick is going to take it. Even though it's probably not the favorite, I think, I don't know, I, I just think it's going to resonate with voters more. So my prediction will be Dope Sick, too. So we got one, the White Lotus, and two, Dope Sicks. Interesting. The next category i think we all know what coop's gonna pick but we'll see is lead actor in a drama series um and the nominees are jason bateman for ozark season four he plays a character named marty bird brian cox in succession season three plays logan roy 
Lee Jung Jae in Squid Game Season 1 plays Seong Gi-hun, um, which, if you don't know, is like the main character in Squid Game because the names do get confusing after a while. Um, Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul Season 6. He plays Saul Goodman. Adam Scott in Severance plays Mark Scout Season 1. And then the last nominee is Jeremy Strong um, in Succession Season 3. He plays Kendall Roy. I mean... Yeah, I don't really know that much. I've only seen Squid Game and Severance in here. So what do you boys think? I'm torn. I mean, Jeremy Strong is one of my favorite actors. And um, he's like one of those. He He's a method actor. A lot of people call him that. He doesn't call himself that. Um, I don't know if you guys saw The New Yorker did like an extended profile of him and ended up shitting on him. And he was really upset about it. Um, it basically just said he was like difficult to work with and like he's the representation of everything like toxic about masculinity in Hollywood because he's very particular. Um, but I think it's great. I think he goes into every scene without rehearsing, which his co-stars hate, but it makes for great, great acting. Um, I think in terms of best performance, like Jeremy Strong should get it. But Bob Odenkirk, the fact that he had a heart attack while he was filming a scene of Better Call Saul and he was able to bounce back, and then they finished filming. That was a big story. I think they'll give it to to Bob Odenkirk. It's the last season. Um, yeah, I think it's a great story. Yeah, he's great. Uh, he even has triples. So uh. <laughs> Triples of the Barracuda, triples of the Roadrunner. <laughs> and if you don't get that in the audience, we're referencing I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, which also got some Emmy nominations, by the way. <laughs> If I don't have triples, then all the other things aren't true either. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I mean, he's great in Better Call Saul. I'm like, I'm like, two seasons in Better Call Saul. I need to, I need to pick it up. But I mean, he's great. I love Bob Odenkirk and everything he does. Uh, especially like him and David Cross's Mister Show. That is so funny. Like that's such a good sketch comedy show. Uh, so I think they're gonna give it to him. But you're right about Jimmy Strong. Like I've heard so many stories about it. Uh. He gets really into the roles. I will say Brian Cox as well. Like he's won it before, right? I think they probably did they both win it before? I think yeah, Jeremy Strong won it, I want to say. But uh yeah, but the leading men in succession are great. But uh yeah, I think Jason Bateman could win too, because Ozark just concluded as well as Brian Cox. And but, I just I like get Ozark, but from what I've heard, like it's not that good. It's just, yeah, it's, it's like really dark. It's really dark. It's kind of hard to watch at times, but, uh, uh, I think that's a dark horse for this category, Jason Bateman, but yeah, I, I could see it being Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. I think it's going to be, I think it's really between Odenkirk, Scott and strong. And I really like Scott, but I think that, I don't know, the show probably needs a couple more seasons and he needs to act good in those seasons. And then eventually he'll get recognized. Um, yeah, the severance is a unique challenge just because the, the switch that happens, like the face acting is so important. Like that, when you're go when they're going down that elevator, I don't know how he changes his face like that. It's super impressive for someone who doesn't have that strong of like a dramatic acting background. Um, but this, it's the same thing with Bob Odenkirk season six, he got to, showcase a new side of his acting like he got to we got to see him go through traumatic events on screen and his acting just reached a whole new level that i've never seen from him before so it's it's i i still 
think Bob takes it, but we'll see. This is when I wish I'd seen it so I could make a more informed decision. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm going to go with Jeremy Strong, actually, in succession, despite the recent New Yorker article, which we had an interesting conversation about the other day. I think, like, yeah, it, that's absolute bullcrap. Don't, don't hate on an actor for his methods. But um, even though he's won and even though he's going to be probably splitting some votes with Brian Cox, um, I, I really think he's going to get enough to pull it just because Succession like has the largest Emmy orbit this year. And Better Call Saul, while it did finish up and was like great, it only got like four or five nominations, something like that. Um, and also, I don't, I don't want to leave this category without mentioning Lee Jung Jae. Who did that? He was amazing in Squid Game. Like, that was great acting. Um, he really added a lot to that show, and his face will just forever be seared into my mind from that show. So, just is he gonna be in the second season? Do we know? I'm pretty sure that he is returning. I think it's just like a revenge tour. Are they doing like another game, or, or do you think the show's just gonna like take off with him trying to like kill the rich people? I think, yeah, I think it's gonna be him cracking back at the system i think that's what i'm thinking i don't know all right so that was lead actor in a drama series um contentious but fun category the next category what was pete sorry what was pete's it was bob odenkirk yeah okay so two bobs and a jeremy yeah two bobs and a jeremy and then um yeah the next category lead actress in a drama series apologies beforehand i haven't seen any of these but uh, the nominees are Jodie Comer for Killing Eve Season 4. She plays Villanelle. Laura Linney for Ozark Season 4. She plays Wendy Bird. Melanie, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jacket Season 1. She plays Shauna. Sandra Oh, who's awesome, for Killing Eve Season 4. She plays Eve Palastri. And Jesse Witherspoon, or Reese Witherspoon <laughs> for The Morning Show Season 2. She plays Bradley Jackson. And then Z- Zendaya who is the reigning winner for Euphoria Season 2. She plays Ruby Rubenic. But I haven't seen any of these, so I, I can't actually really talk about any of them. I will start it off by saying a hot take, which is that I am not a Zendaya fan on Euphoria. Ooh. I just I think she is, like, carried by the, the writing there. Like I, just don't, like, I just don't see a lot from her in terms of acting. Like, I think she's pretty vanilla and just like i don't think she like brings a lot to the role and there's the argument that like she's not supposed to and she's like a drug addict and she's supposed to be like deadpan at times but i just don't see a lot of range it was the same with her performance in dune i just like wasn't wowed by it i just think she's consistently mediocre when it comes to acting but that might be a hot take i know a lot of people that is a hot take but i I do think it's you it rings true in some sense it has it definitely has merit yeah like i I've seen her in some things where I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Like, even in Spider-Man, it's just like, I don't know. What was the one that uh, Barry Levinson's privileged little son did? Oh, Malcolm and Marie. Dude, I I got like 10 minutes into that, and I was like, I can't watch this. Like, Me and Sam both gave that one and a half stars. It was heinously terrible. Yeah, I'm just not a big Sam Levinson fan, really. Uh, but Same. But Anyway, yeah, I haven't seen any of these. I mean... Based on what I've heard, I'm going to go with Laura Linney for Ozark. She's great. She's phenomenal. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Laura Linney's great. Um, 
I think she's going to win. They've ended. Uh, I don't think Bateman's going to get one for like drama series. Has or he I, ever gotten one or no? I, I don't think, think he has. Right? Julia Garner's one. I don't know about. Uh, but yeah, I think Laura Linney's going to get it. She's 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 a phenomenal actress. Like stage, like she grew up on a stage essentially. Like she has mad Tonys. Uh, she's phenomenal, and she counters Bateman really well. So I'm going to go with Laura Linney. Um, yeah, I haven't seen Killing Eve, but yeah, I know. Yeah, that's a big. The Emmys love Killing Eve. Seriously, I I love Sandra o a lot. Yeah, she's, she's she is the best. She's great. Yeah, but it's a pretty star-studded category, honestly, with Lenny O, Witherspoon, and Zendaya. But I would love to see Sandra O go up there. Um, I want to hear what she has to say. And yeah, I'm just not wowed by anyone else here. So. All right, so those are our picks. We got two going for Laura Linney and one going for Sandra O. Oh. The next next category I have seen a lot of and I, I like is lead actor in a comedy series. The nominees are Donald Glover for Atlanta season three. He plays Ern. Bill Hader for Barry season three he plays Barry Berkman. Nicholas Holt for The Great. That's a, about Catherine the Great. He plays Peter the Third. Steve Martin and Martin Short are both getting nominations for Only Murders in the Building, season one. They play Charles Hayden Savage and Oliver Putnam. And then, of course, Jason Tudakis, the rating winner for Ted Lasso, season two. He plays Ted Lasso. Um, boring. But I'm going to go with Bill Hader. I'm just going to throw a wrench in the works here. Just because he's my favorite, screw it. Maybe they'll like him and, and give him the win. He's so dynamic, Barry, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think Barry's got it. Uh, I think Bill Hader's going to take that home. Uh, I do like this category, though. Uh, there's a lot of good good names in there. so uh, Definitely a lot of good comedies on the list, I think, at least. But uh, I think Bill Hader's going to win again. He's won it before, right? For acting? Has he? Oh, I didn't. Or the maybe. show. It was maybe. The show's know. won some stuff. Um, yeah. But last year, at least like in the comedy categories... Ted Lasso kind of took the world by storm and you know, stuff like Barry gets shut out when that happens. Yeah. Um, Atlanta has not, they got a bunch of nominations in 2018 and then they just haven't been nominated since until this year. Um, so I want, I want Donald Glover took it in 2018 and I think he'll take it this year too. I would, I would love to see Donald Glover win. Um, so that's going to be my pick. Uh, Bill Hader, it's hard to pick against. I mean, his acting in Barry. I want to talk more about Barry just because he somehow mastered acting as an actor. Like, everyone in that show has to do that, All the everyone in the acting class. But Bill Hader's so good at being, like, a bad – at acting like a bad actor. Like, it's just – that must be really, really difficult. And I don't know how he does it. And just obviously on top of the fact that he produces every episode and writes every episode um, – it's doesn't great. he like? Doesn't he come from like no acting background? Didn't he just like start on Saturday Night Live or something? Yeah, he was. He he's still. He talks about it all the time. He has terrible performance anxiety. He talked about SNL even when he was a veteran. He was scared shitless every time he went out there. Um, he would shake a lot. He broke character a lot. He was known for that, but it wasn't never on purpose. It was because he was nervous. 
Um, and he still talks about even on set of Barry, he's working with all these professional actors and he feels out of his league, but he somehow rises to the occasion. So that's amazing that he's able to get over that. I wonder if uh, Henry Winkler coaches him up. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, th- I think Bill Hader, despite the performance anxiety, like he's never going to do any wrong in my heart just because like not only – does he like command the screen when he's on the screen, but he also like puts everything into motion. Like Barry wouldn't exist without him. And that's so cool. You know, what about you, Pete? Yeah, that's what I, I thought I said, uh, Bill Hader for Barry. Oh, you did? Uh, Yeah. 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 So I think that's two Bill Haters and one Donald Glover. So that's your final pick Coop as Donald over Bill. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Sticking with it. Wow. I respect that. I respect that. Atlanta's a good show. Uh, I need to get back on this latest season. I started watching it, but I don't know. It got it got like dark season two. Uh, Isn't it just like kind of disjointed and weird? What was that? Atlanta, like it's kind of like all over the place. Yeah, the second season was kind of all over the place. Like there was an episode where they just like partied at Drake's house. Like it was just like it was weird, and like Justin Bieber was like playing basketball against uh paperboy but like it wasn't justin bieber it was just like a, a little guy just pretending to be justin bieber it was so funny all right so that's our those are our nominees for um lead actor in a comedy series and now we're going to move on to lead actress in a comedy series and the nominees are rachel brosnahan for the marvelous mrs mazel she plays in season four miriam mazel Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary. She plays Janine Teagues. Kaylee Cuoco. Um, kind of sounds like Andrew Cuomo. In season two of The Flight Attendant, she plays Cassie Bowden. Elle Fanning, who we love on the pod. Uh, season two of The Great, she plays Catherine the Great. Issa Rae in Insecure. Season five, she plays Issa D. And Jean Smart who's the reigning winner in this category for hacks in HBO show season two. She plays Deborah Vance. To be honest, I haven't seen any of these either. I don't know why. I think I'm going to start hacks soon, but at this time I haven't seen any. What about you? Um, I have seen the first season of marvelous Miss Maisel. I just never got around cause I watched it with my mom and then I went to college and didn't really pick it back up. But I fell in love with Rachel Brosnahan during House of Cards. Um, I, there's something about her. I don't know. Like, there's just something about her that I just, I really like her. Um, Elle Fanning, like, I guess you guys are big fans on the pod. It's my first time. But I also am a huge fan. Like, um, this is a, another star-studded category. Issa Rae, too, is great. Um, but my pick is going to be for Quinta Brunson, um, Abbott Elementary, which I've seen enough episodes of. Um, Quinta Brunson's just like a comedic genius. I don't know um, how else to say it. Um, she was great, so I'm going to pick Brunson. Yeah, I, f- I feel like there's always that one show that's, you know, like NBC or still still Network that that is nominated. I think like Superstore used to be that, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I have not seen Abbott Elementary. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan has won this award way too much, though. Uh, I think this would be like her third win, right? Maybe. Yeah, it'd be yeah, exactly Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she is great in Marvelous Miss Basil. I, like you, Coop, I've only seen the first season. 
Uh, but I trust your insights here. I'm going to go with Abbott Elementary. I've seen like one episode of it, uh, just like flipping through the channels, but uh, I'll need to watch it definitely. But yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be, I think, the first category where we all agree. Um, I'm going Quinta Quinton Brunton too. Just from like what I've read about um, Abbott, the show Abbott Elementary and the fact that it gets so many nominations in its first season, it definitely is taking over the mantle as like that next nbc comedy yeah Um, you've seen the office comparisons office parks and rec superstore community like you know they have this history of great communities and or great comedies and this is just another one in the line but it from what i've heard it's like carried by quinta brunson's humor a lot of it so that's my pick too even though i will always stand l fanning and gene smart i'm sorry but yeah, the writing on Abbott Elementary is just amazing. Like, it's like The Office, but written by black people, which makes it a lot better for black characters, which is really important. And it's like kind of the first comedy we've seen. I mean, Atlanta is different. It's not as much of a comedy. This is like a pure sitcom written for black characters which is great and it does a great job and it hits the nail on the head comedically and then it also has just comedy for everyone like yeah it's just a great overall show i it's a great thing to have playing in the background it's a great thing to pay attention to i find myself laughing every episode so that's all i need to be happy with the sitcom so i'll have to check it out um cool so we're all going with quinta brunson nice yeah Next category is lead actor in a limited series or movie. And or movie, what? I guess I didn't mean TV movie. So the, the characters are I think this is just an absolutely stacked lineup when we look at like actors. It's Colin Firth for the staircase, Michael he plays Michael Peterson. Andrew Garfield for Under the Banner of Heaven plays Jeb Byer. Oscar Isaac, scenes from a marriage, plays Jonathan Levy. Michael Keaton from Dope Sick plays Dr. Samuel Phoenix. Himesh Patel from Station Eleven plays Jeevan Chaudhary. And Sebastian Stan from Pam and Tommy plays Tommy Lee. This is, despite the like stacked lineup, I think this is one of the most predictable Emmys. Just because Michael Keaton's Dope Sick commanded such, a, such an orbit of, of positive reviews and everything. And Michael Keaton really, like carries that that show a little bit so that's my pick yeah i love michael keaton um he's gonna be really hard to beat birdman is one of my like all-time favorite movies so same uh, people hate it i don't know why birdman is birdman is sick i love birdman yeah uh, it's existential as fuck he's he's yeah. good in everything he does like really he's i mean like even as the vulture like he like yep. something marvel light like he he'll, he'll do it well uh yeah, big spotlight fan too. I'm a huge. Oh fan. yeah, that's also in my top ten yeah. all time. I feel I think he plays a similar role in Dope Sick, if I'm correct. Well, I'm not so really... I don't think it's really spoiling it. He plays like a, he plays one of those like small town doctors, that like the whole shtick with the character is like, these people that are getting addicted to opioids, like he like has has birthed them and been their doctor since they were like little kids. And so, like, at first he's resistant to accepting the opioids, but then he gets, like, convinced by a pushy salesman 
to start peddling these opioids, which is exactly what they did to all these small town doctors. Like they researched his hobbies, what he likes to do, like fish and stuff. And then they would like go fishing with him and peddle these medications. And then eventually like, I really don't think it's a spoiler because it's only like a couple episodes in. he gets addicted to opioids himself. (laughs) Um, And it's just brutal. Like his character goes through the absolute highs and lows of, of life. And gets to see his community just wrecked by opioids. So he's really like the the emotional like anchor of the show. Okay. Damn. Um, yeah, I definitely need to watch that. Uh, it's on Hulu, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. I it made me so mad, dope sick. Like afterwards I was like, I wanna find like the Sackler family, which still has billions of dollars. And like I don't know, I would probably go to prison for <laughs> getting revenge on them in some sense because it was pretty terrible what they did and then michael stuhlbarg who i know you like pete oh i'm a huge michael (laughs) stuhlbarg fan he plays like the richard sackler character oh like like the evil yeah he always plays a good bad guy uh yeah do you know michael stuhlbarg i do not he's just like a yeah there's like two actors that i'm huge fans of and they always are just like bit roles like they're just character roles the other guy is Shea Wiggum, who was in Homecoming. If you saw that on Prime, he plays the detective in that. That's a good show. That's very much like Severance. Uh, when we talk about Severance, I want to bring that up. But uh, yeah. Have you seen a serious man, Coop? <laughs> it's a Coen Brothers movie like with Michael Stuhlbarg as the lead character. Yeah. And basically, I don't know. You could describe it, Pete. It's but... just like, yeah, it's just a guy who's just bad thing after bad thing keeps happening to him, but he's like maintaining a level head. Uh, it's a very slow movie, but it's very well shot. I like the script. It's good. I enjoy it. But I mean, it's just such, it's such a Jewish movie. Like, yeah. Well. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Like, it's just like in this Jewish community and like the guy's memes are like Cy Abelman and Larry Gopnik and like, yeah. Um, Cy Abelman is a devious character. Cy Abelman sucks. <laughs> Dude, he's like, he just steals his wife. Like that's what he does. Like in the movie, like it's bad. It's a good watch though. It's it like the runtime under two hours. It's sleeper of the Coen Brothers. I'd say. But if we're talking about like goat names, like Stanley Sugarman, I, I, oh, would, yeah, say, yeah. <laughs> I would add Cy Abelman to that list. Yeah. On the Mount Rushmore of names. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. Just to mention Andrew Garfield, I think we're all a huge. Fans. Oh yeah, true. Oh, Andrew Garfield's probably my favorite actor like ever. Um, I watched Under the Banner of Heaven. It wasn't like his strongest performance of his career, but he still did a great job. I mean, anything that is gonna expose Mormonism's flaws, I'm gonna be cool, happy. Like with. tendencies. Apologies to all the Mormon listeners on the pod. <laughs> Apologies to all the Mormon listeners, but if you're a fundamentalist, I do not apologize. Yeah, that's that's a, that's an extreme. That's uh, an extreme. You can still have your own planet when you die. Just, I'll uh, I'm gonna criticize you a little bit. Um, but yeah, Andrew Garfield was great. I mean, I saw a lot of like ex Mormons praising him as like the perfect representation of their experience. Um, he kind of has that sweetness to him where he plays it great. He just seems like such a, a Mormon guy. It reminded me of his performance in Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah, um, yeah. Where he's just that sweet, like... Pacifist? You know, yeah, exactly. Um, and he's kind of, like, full of self-doubt and everything. So he, he did... He it was a great performance, but not enough 
to overcome Keaton. That's a great category. That's a great category though. Like everyone in that category is class. Like seriously, like he's on an absolute bender of a year though too. Yeah. Garfield. Oh yeah. Like not only um, under the banner of heaven, but he also got two Oscar like love for, for tick, tick, boom. Tick, tick, boom. And also um, the eyes of Tammy Faye. He was fan, and and in that he played like a fundamentalist Christian character, and then he was also in Spider Man No Way Home, which is probably like the most popular thing he was in. Although he really didn't do anything in that movie. <laughs> yeah, no, his ability to, as a non-American person, to play roles like in Under the Banner of Heaven, which is such like a fundamentally American like themed show. Same with Hacksaw Ridge. Like everything, uh, he's just his range is unmatched. Is he not? Didn't he announce that he's like taking a break from public life? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's, he's no. going to make shoes with Daniel day Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> really? It's really sad. Yeah. No, I'm joking. He is, is taking so a break cool. though. Yeah. We got to get, he's those just been acting. <laughs> yeah. He's just been acting in so much stuff. Daniel day Lewis and Andrew Garfield making shoes. <laughs> from the Navy. <laughs> I want to buy the shoes that they're making. Uh, but yeah, I think Michael Keaton has this one, though. Uh, from what you say about Dope Sick, I definitely need to watch it. You've seen it, right, Coop? No, um, I'm not. Okay. So you like Andrew Garfield, but have you? what's your pick, Coop? My pick is Michael Keaton. I've yeah. just seen too much. I've read too much about it. So He's too good. I've, I've heard a lot of things about scenes from a marriage, too. Uh I'll have to watch that. It seems it seems very slow though. Like we also stand Oscar Isaac on this pod. Yeah, we love Oscar Isaac. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's just weird. But anyway, lead actress. We'll move on to um, in a limited series or movie. The nominees are. I mean, this is another just stacked cat like lineup of people. Tony Collette uh, in the Staircase plays Kathleen Peterson. Julia Garner in Inventing Anna plays Anna. Lily James and Pam and Tommy plays Pam Anderson. Sarah Paulson in Impeachment America Crime Story plays Marsha Clark. Margaret Qualley um, in Maid plays Alex. And Amanda Seyfried in The Dropout plays Elizabeth Holmes. Um, yeah, this is another sad category. I've only seen Pam and Tommy in The Dropout. But I think... I mean, the whole reason I watched The Dropout was because I was reading so much about Amanda Seyfried's performance. Not only does she look like Elizabeth Holmes, but I think she gets, like, the, the like, mannerisms of, of speaking down and stuff. Um, and from, like, reading how she researched the role, because Elizabeth Holmes was such a public figure, I think it's pretty easy. Not easy, but it was easier for her to, like, copy her mannerisms because there's so many interviews and TED Talks and stuff with her. So my pick is going to be Amanda Seyfried in the dropout. She's the favorite, but I think I think they're going to pick her. Um, Pete? Yeah, I think uh, I've heard a lot about Maid. I haven't seen Maid. Uh, the only one that I've seen on here is Pam and Tommy and some of Inventing Anna. I didn't really like Inventing Anna. Uh, I thought it was just like a Julia Garner like lead performance because she's great in Ozark. Uh and I have not seen the staircase either, but uh, I'm gonna go with Margaret Qualley. Uh, I think she's great in everything she does, really. 
and I've heard that this that maid has gotten a lot of positive reviews. I'll need to watch it before the awards. Uh, but I'm gonna go with Margaret Qualley. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a probably the biggest sleeper here. Um, in Sarah Paulson, uh, you guys have got to watch the impeachment. It's ten episodes. Um, whoever plays B- Bill Clinton, I don't know exactly who it is, does a great job. Like it's exactly like Bill Clinton. Um, who plays Hillary? I think Edie Falco plays. Edie Falco? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she plays Hillary. She also does a great job. But Sopranos, yeah, yeah. Um, Linda Tripp was such a controversial character at the time. Um, Sarah Paulson, like, not only looks exactly like her, but it's got her mannerisms down to a T. Um, we get a look inside, like, Linda Tripp's personal life, which I think is really important because she had, she was dealt a really bad hand. I mean, she's one of the most, she was so hated in American politics and just in the American public. Um, but it was really cool to see her side of the impeachment story, um, and I think Sarah Paulson brought a lot of justice to Linda Tripp while also keeping her as the kind of unlikable on the surface person that she is. So I'm going to go with Sarah Paulson. I know it, impeachment came out a while ago. I don't think a lot of people watched it, but um, you guys should. I mean, it's a perfect piece on the impeachment. So, yeah. Interesting. And Pete, you're up. I mean, oh, wait, you yeah. just said Margaret Qualley. Yeah, Margaret Qualley for me. Good question what on Margaret Qualley, though, before we move on. What do you feel about Quentin Tarantino casting her in, in a recent movie? Do you think it's because she had beautiful feet, or do you just think it's because he thought she'd be a good actress? <laughs> this is a contentious topic. Uh, <laughs> does, no, Mark, uh, does Quentin Tarantino have a foot fetish is what we really need to get down to. Absolutely. It's in every movie, man. Absolutely. It's, not, it, it's nothing new. Uh yeah, but uh, okay. I so we'll move yeah. on then. Pete <laughs> uh, Davidson. So the next category. What's up? What's up? Coop? Nothing. She used to date Pete Davidson, so I'm sure he knows all about her feet. He's definitely a freak. So not as big as Tarantino. <laughs> the next category we're going to cover is best variety talk series, which I think everyone probably listening is familiar with. These the nominees are The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. That's a Comedy Central. Season it, it got nominated for its season twenty six work, Jimmy Kimmel Live ABC, nominated for its season nineteen work. Last week tonight with John Oliver on HBO got nominated for its season eight work. Late night with Seth Meyers NBC also season eight, and the Late Show with Stephen Colbert on CBS season seven. I'm going with John Oliver. So far, based on the Emmys that have been given out, they love him, and he is cool. He's cool. Sorry, my brother is talking in the background. It's just very frustrating. Um, but yeah, what do you boys think? Uh, I, I, I have a bias to uh, Seth Meyers because I met him when I was like twelve, and he was a really nice guy. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Seth Meyers. I enjoy his show too. He always has great questions. Uh, I do like John Oliver though. I like John Oliver a lot. I'm not the biggest Trevor Noah fan. I'm just gonna put that out there. And Me neither. Uh, I don't get the hype. Yeah, I don't get the really hype don't. really. Uh and you know, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, like they're just kinda eh. But uh I I'll, I'm going with Seth Myers. He he always has good guests too. He has great questions. So yeah. He knows a lot about like, his guests. So. I wish um Jordan Klepper 
could have his own nomination instead of Trevor Noah for the for the Jordan Klepper fingers the pulse. He's I mean, so those good. are those are videos that I wait to come out and immediately just consume them. Those are just awesome. But um, yeah, John Oliver, I can't go against John Oliver. I mean, not only I mean they love him, but I think it's because his show is just like significantly better than any other variety talk series just the depths that he goes and the lengths that he will go to expose people and to promote justice um, in the funniest way. So John Oliver takes it here. All right. So we got two John Olivers and one Seth Meyers just because Pete met him when he was 12. And really liked him. <laughs> no, he has great, he has great guests and questions. Cool, man. Cool, I don't know. Um, the next category I w- we were actually planning to cover, but I think it's already been awarded for competition program. It went to RuPaul's Drag Race. I just want to give a quick shout out to that show. RuPaul just won his seventh consecutive Emmy for hosting a show, which is like pretty unmatched. I mean, that's an incredible feat. I still haven't seen it, but I mean, I've seen episodes and stuff. And yeah, I mean, RuPaul's like a force to be reckoned with in the the Emmy sphere. So shout out to that before we move on to our next category um which is supporting actress in a drama series we've already talked about some of these nominees um notably succession has two nominations in this category so the nominees are patricia arquette for severance season one she plays mrs cobell or miss selving whichever one you like better um julia garner in ozark plays ruth langmore i think we mentioned she's won before jung ho yun in season one of Squid Game plays Kang Se Byok, and I think she kind of took the world by storm. She Her Instagram blew up. Christina Ricci, Yellow Jackets, in season one plays Misty. Rhea Seahorn in Better Call Saul plays Kim Wexler, season six. Jay Smith Cameron in Succession plays Gary Kelman, or Jerry Kelman. Um, Sarah Snook in Succession plays Siobhan Roy, or like Steve Roy. What they call her, Steve, right? Shiv, whoops. Shiv, and then Sydney Sweeney in Euphoria plays Cassie Howard, season two. God, this is this is a rough category. I'm gonna go with Patricia Arquette. I don't know. It's it's just contentious. We'll see. What do you boys think? Mm, this is really tough. I'm between Seahorn, um, and probably Sarah Snook. Um, Sarah Snook is great. I mean, her character in Succession is kind of... Her shtick is that she's smart, but she's not as smart as she thinks, and it gets her into all this trouble because she thinks she's like outmaneuvering people, but she's actually always a step behind, and she just has a great... I don't know. She just has a great tone for that kind of role. But Rhea Seahorn, I can't go against Better Call Saul. She had a scene in... I think the second to last episode where she's just sitting on a bus and it's like a two minute scene of her just breaking down. Um, It's a two minute scene of her just breaking down crying and it's just an extended cut of close up on her face. And I've never seen like a close up performance like that. I, I literally almost started crying. It was, it was heart wrenching. So we saw sides of her that we haven't seen before. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Seahorn. And I'm not spoiling anything, so Will can stop complaining. 
Uh, I really, yeah, this this category is pretty stacked. Uh, Hoyeon Juno is very good uh, in Squid Game. I like J. Smith Cameron a lot. I think she's an integral part of Succession. Uh, she she's sort of the middle the middle person that they go to. Uh, we can talk Succession later because they have so many nominations. Uh, Sarah Snook as well is phenomenal, but I'm gonna go with Patricia Arquette here. Uh, she really does quality work in Severance of playing sort of that straight lace, like do your job uh, type character. Yeah, Patricia Arquette very good in Severance, so that's what I'm gonna go with. My brother was in the background commenting, no spoilers to, to Coop. I don't think there were any spoilers. I know he always explains. I will vote him in the spoiler king himself. Quick shout out to Will Bodeman, who has been on this pod several times. He's been a great guest, but we've also been asking him to do another episode for a while, and he hasn't come through. Anyway, that's just... Um, <laughs> so we're going with two Patricia Arquettes and one Rhea Seahorn. Yep. Wow, Coop really loves Better Saul. I mean, so do the critics, and so will the Emmys. Just you wait. So will the Emmys. Just you wait. All right, that is that is Coop's ultimate prediction. Um, the next category is also fantastic, also stacked. So supporting actor in a drama series, um, and our nominees are Nicholas Braun for Succession season three plays Greg Hirsch, Billy Crudup for The Morning Show season two plays Corey Ellison, Kieran Culkin, who we love on the pod. Um, Season three of Succession plays Roman Roy. Parquet Sue, Squid Game season one plays Cho Sang-woo, um, which if you don't know is like kind of the main antagonist character in Squid Game. Uh, Matthew McFadden for Succession season three plays Tom Wamsgons, or how do you pronounce it? Wamsgans. See, I'm behind on the Succession curve. And I've seen a couple episodes, but I'm, it's been a while. Um John Turturro for Severance Season 1 plays Irving Bailiff, fantastic character. And Christopher Walken for Severance Season 1 plays Burt Goodman. And then the last nominee is Oh Young Soo for Squid Game Season 1 plays Oh Il Nam. And that's kind of the elderly gentleman um, in Squid Game. Another stacked category. It's so hard to predict. I think I'm just going to go with Kieran Culkin. I think that's the most sure thing among these guys, but even he probably has like a 15% chance of winning this Emmy. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think in terms of like character and what they bring to it in this category, I think Matthew McFadden takes it home. The, tr- the journey of Tom in season three of succession is like the most like muted, but also just, just brilliant like character things I've seen in a show. Seriously, like his journey in season three is just ridiculous. And Matthew McFadden plays it perfect opposite Greg, the egg. Uh, can't wait for season four. So yeah, I'm going to go with Matthew McFadden. Got to give love to my boy. So yeah, we've got a couple um, dynamic duos here though. The Bert and Irving. Yeah. That dynamic was fucking awesome. I mean, and like I two loved- huge, Two huge actors, like already so established. Uh, crazy that Apple TV got them, but they were yeah. phenomenal in Severance. Yeah, um, yeah, John Turturro, I love him. I mean, Irving is such a great character, and I think he's gonna have like a similar development as Matthew McFadden in terms of in the coming seasons. I think he's really gonna come into his own and you know get some courage. 
Um, I do want to mention Billy Crudup. He's one of my favorite actors. He's a great actor. Um, he, I think he kind of care. The Morning Show is a star-studded cast, but Billy Crudup is kind of like the hidden gem there that kind of carries. Um, but for my pick, I gotta go with, yeah, I gotta agree with Pete on this one, Matthew McFadden. Um, yeah. I you love he's the, my, my favorite scene that he does is when he meets up with Kendall at like a diner and their dialogue there is just phenomenal. That whole scene, if you remember what I'm talking about. Yeah, wait, outside. I'm not trying to give any spoilers, but like he's so good. Like there's a line he says, it's just like, oh the writing yeah. in that was just premiere. Like I love it. Seeing him get like some some teeth, you know? Seeing yeah, him get definitely. Them. It, it was awesome because you that see him throughout the journey series. is so interesting. Uh, yeah, you see him throughout the series constantly using impl- like lower level employees, especially Greg, but also just random characters as like baseboards to just shit on, and to see him turn it towards someone who deserves it is great. So, yeah. So are you, you're both going with Matthew Matthew McFadden. Yep. And I'm going with Kieran Culkin. We're all thinking it's someone from Succession. We'll see. But Fun story about Roman Roy that I learned from my Jeremy Strong research is that when Jeremy Strong was given the script, he was asked to choose which character he would best see himself playing, and he chose Roman Roy, and he really wanted to play Roman Roy. And when he found out Kieran Culkin was cast, he was a little upset because that was what he thought was the best character for him. Which and turned out he's won all these Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. But Kieran Culkin, I think, has also won Emmys for Roman Roy. Could be wrong. Or won an Emmy. But we'll, anyway. Supporting actress in a comedy series, we'll move on because I know Coop's got to go in like 30 minutes. Um, Alex Borstein in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel Season 4 plays Susie Meyerson, Hannah Einbinder in Hacks Season 2, Ava Daniels, Janelle James in, in Abbott Elementary Season 1 plays Ava Coleman, Kate McKinnon in her last season of Saturday Night Live. Rest in Peace, season 47, plays a number of fantastic characters. Sarah Niles in Ted Lasso, season 2, plays Dr. Sharon Fieldstone. Cheryl Lee Ralph in Abbott Elementary, season 1, plays Barbara Howard. Juno Temple, Ted Lasso, season 2, plays Keely Jones. And Hannah Waddington, the reigning winner from Ted Lasso, plays Rebecca Welton in season 2. I don't even have that much to say about this category. I'm just going to knock it out quick. I think Hannah Waddington's going to reclaim her Emmy. She she is pretty phenomenal in the show and kind of carries the female energy that you would expect. But it's just this badass business owner. I mean, she's so cool in Ted Lasso. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll go with that as well. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Kate McKinnon, though. Wasn't a huge fan of SNL in like the past five to ten years, but She's one of the reasons I'll still watch it. Uh, so sad that she's going. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Hannah Waddingham again. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, the um the Close Encounters sketch, that's the like alien invasion one. You know, that, I'm so glad they did that in season 47. Um, and they gave her one last go at it. They so. did that for, for her because that's one of her most popular sketches of all time. Yeah. <laughs> that's she's one of the so best cool. like SNL. She's so good. Yeah, but even so. in everything else she does, I mean, Kate McKinnon never, she was almost always the best performer on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Except yeah. for in Yesterday, the Beatles. 
the Beatles movie yesterday. Yeah, she wasn't great in that. I, yeah, I, 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 great in that. That was a tough movie to be in, but <laughs> I wouldn't even call that a Beatles. To call that a Beatles movie would be like sacrilegious. I don't know. It was a good movie. Uh, John Lennon's in it, like alive. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know who to give it to here. I, I'm. I just want to go with Kate McKinnon because I love her and she's leaving. Um, along with a lot of the cast, I think like seven or ten people are leaving. So it's definitely going to go a new direction. We'll see, but I'll give it to McKinnon. I would love to see her give a speech tonight on primetime TV. So tonight, I mean, you mean Sunday night? Yeah, Sunday night. Yeah, next Sunday. Um, you got to release this episode next Sunday. So we're gonna release it. Yeah, probably either Saturday or Sunday, just so the noms get through to people if they listen. Because we can't really say after the Emmys because then we lose credibility. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, next category, supporting actor in a comedy series. I love this category as well. Anthony Kerrigan and Barry season three plays Noho Hank, who's just a, this beloved dreamboat of a character. Brett Goldstein, the reigning winner for Ted Lasso in season two, plays Roy Kent. Toheeb Jimmo in Ted Lasso season two plays Sam Abasanya. Nick Mohammed. And Ted Lasso season two plays Nathan Shelley. Tony Shalhoub, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season four plays Abe Weisman. Abe Weisman. Tyler James Williams in Abbott Elementary season one plays Gregory Eddy. Henry Winkler in Barry season three plays Gene Kosinu. And Bowen Yang, who's kind of taken over um, as a beloved figure in SNL, plays a variety of characters in season four, 47 of SNL. Um, this is hard. I just love, I mean, I love Henry Winkler and Barry, but I also love Anthony Kerrigan and Barry. They're both, they're both fantastic supporting characters, but I don't know, man. I'm going to have to go with Brett Goldstein again for Ted Lasso season two, just because it appears the Emmys love him. So we'll see. Yeah. As much as I want Anthony Kerrigan to get his flowers, just because what a great character. What a unique character. I mean, it's like just so lovable. I, Mr. Cousineau has my heart. Um, I love Henry Winkler Mr. Has my heart. Um, what a career resurgence for Henry Winkler. I mean, I'm so happy that he has this role and he's thriving in it. It seems like it's perfect for him. Um, him and Bill Hader are so cute together. I can't wait for their red carpet interviews. Um, See, so yeah, I'm going to go with, Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I really like Tony Shalhoub uh, just in everything he does. I think he's phenomenal. Uh, and he's great in The Marvelous Mr. Maisel. But, ooh, this one's hard. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with Brett Goldstein again, just like the Ted Lasso thing. It's going to take over again. I love Anthony Kerrigan as well. Like in interviews and stuff, seems like a great guy. And Noho Hank is like one of the funniest characters. Uh, He's my favorite, in, I think, in this category. In any of the nominees, yeah, yeah. Like Henry That's Winkler cool. was the probably the outstanding supporting character in the previous seasons of Barry, but specifically in season three, like Noho Hank really steps up. Um, just as one of the like characters that you're so emotionally invested in. I wish he could just go fifty fifty with Cristobal. <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love that. I would love that. Um. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we got to keep moving. So we'll move to supporting actress in a limited series or movie. 
interesting about this category is it's literally between two shows, The White Lotus with five nominees in this category and Dope Sick with two. And the nominees are Connie Britton for The White Lotus plays Nicole. Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus plays Tanya McQuaid. McQuad. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. She she mentions that multiple times, how it's how it's properly pronounced, McQuad. Alexandra Daddario in The White Lotus plays Rachel Patton. Caitlin Dever in Dope Sick plays Betsy Malum. Natasha Rothwell and Sydney Sweeney, both for The White Lotus, respectively play Belinda and Olivia. And then Mayor Winningham in Dope Sick plays Diane Malum. Um, and I think that this, this race perfectly kind of encapsulates what, what really is going to be the limited series, all categories races this year, between The White Lotus and Dope Sick. And Dope Sick is more emotionally damaging, but The White Lotus probably has a better overall cast. And I think it's going to be represented here by Jennifer Coolidge, who, to the audience, she's also the nail lady in Legally Blonde. It's just fantastic. And she is a lock. I, I think she's quite literally a lock for this Emmy. Um, so that's going to be my prediction. Nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's going to be Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, there's these funniest movies directed by uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's husband. Uh, they're called Best in Show and Waiting for Guffman. Uh, she's in Best in Show and she plays uh, Jane Lynch's partner, Jennifer Coolidge. It's so funny. It's about a dog show. Uh, and it covers like its various vignettes of like and like cover profiles of people. Oh, best really in show. Movie. What? Best in show. Yeah, best in show. Yeah, classic, classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, she's great in that. I'm gonna go with her here. Uh, gotta watch. Gotta watch Dope Sick though. Definitely. Uh, I'm gonna start that tonight. Actually, so. Yeah, I'm gonna give Coolidge the sweep here. Coolidge. So. And I think that of any category besides maybe like Michael Keaton for best actor, this is as as close to a lock as you can get just from the critics talking and stuff. Um, she really, she's going to get her flowers, I think. And then, okay, so we'll move on. All three Jennifer Coolidge. The next category is supporting actor in a limited series or movie. And The White Lotus, once again, has three nominations. Dope Sick has three and Pam and Tommy has one. Murray Bartlett in The White Lotus plays Armand, the kind of Australian resort manager that is five years sober, at least at the beginning of the show. Um, Jake Lacey in The White Lotus plays Shane Patton. And for Office fans out there, he plays Pete in season nine of The Office as well. Very forgettable character. <laughs> Will Poulter in Dope Sick plays Billy Cutler. I think we all know Will Poulter. Or, yeah, he's cool. We're the Millers. Yeah. Exactly. Narnia. Yeah. Seth Rogen in Pam and Tommy. Um, he plays a character named Ran Gautier, who's this, just kind of like this skeezy bastard. Um, and wait, my, my iPad just died, so I'm trying to get through these nominees still. Uh, give me a second. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard for Dope Sick. Yes, Peter Skarsgård for Dope Sick. My my boy Michael Stuhlbarg for Dope Sick. <laughs> uh, and finally Steve Zahn in the White Lotus, uh, Mr. Hefley. Uh, what are we thinking here, guys? Yeah, I'm just putting this out here. Not the biggest Jake Lacey fan, like at all. I'm not either. Uh, but I think for yeah. his work in the White Lotus, like it's okay that he got a nomination. I'm not, I'm not against yeah. it. 
Yeah, he just like yeah. Steve's on. I mean, who I else is willing to put their full dick and balls out there in the yeah, first episode? True. I mean, that is that true. is pretty fantastic. Uh, fantastic. What was it? Jake Lacey was in this movie called Carol with uh, Kate Blanchett and Rudy Mayra, uh, and he was terrible in it. He was so bad, so that's why I have a disdain for Jake Lacey. But uh, I'm gonna go with Seth Rogen here. I really like Seth Rogen. Uh, from what I mean, I've heard, he's, he's not gonna be splitting votes because the other movies are all. Well, I mean, you know, he's not gonna be splitting votes with people from his same thing because everyone yeah. else is from two different shows yeah 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 so that's 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 actually a decent bet seth rogan's really yeah. cool so i'll go with seth rogan what about you Coop? um i don't know i wish steve zahn would have showed his dick and balls on daddy daycare but i guess that's i think that would have been maybe the wrong setting for that. i don't know <laughs> i forgot he was in that why didn't he show his yeah. dick and balls in diary of a wimpy kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bro, if you if you go back and you watch like Mr. Heffley like most sus moments or something on YouTube, like that video is so funny. Like he's just a freak. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Steve Zahn just because okay. I like him. I love Steve Zahn. I'm gonna go with Murray Bartlett. Um in the White Lotus. He he plays the resort manager, kind of the head of staff, and he is just fantastic. Not at not only at handling customers, but also dealing with his own staff. And he's just this. I mean, it literally devolves into chaos, and his character is a huge part of that. So, um, I'm gonna go with Murray Bartlett, The White Lotus. But yeah, I, I, that's a great category. I've literally seen everybody in this category, so I think I. I, I really think they all kind of deserve their laurels. Even Jake Lacey, who sucks in other stuff. He even sucks in The Office. He's like the, the most boring character. Yeah, he's, he's pretty like good. Zach Woods, they brought in him and Zach Woods, and like Zach Woods was just so much better. Like, big Zach he, Woods fan. He plays an asshole in success, in uh, The White Lotus, and honestly, yeah. one scene made, made me think of Coop. I think I sent it to Coop and Will. The director chose for his character to wear a Cornell hat on purpose. Because mm. the director thinks mm. it's the douchiest Ivy League school, and that's just <laughs> that's just false. Like it is like, false. It is false. It's not the douchiest, but I think no, it's it was definitely weird. Columbia. Like, I saw like him. He was an asshole the whole show, and then he puts on a Cornell hat, and I'm like, oh, rich white boy. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that cuts deep. Cornell has its fair share of rich white boys, but we definitely have the state school vibes because of how big we are. Like, you can't tell me Dartmouth and Columbia aren't more preppy and. Yeah, Dartmouth. Dartmouth is like the most. Yeah. Probably the most I can think of. Yeah. It's just so isolated. But, uh, anyways, um, uh, so what were our votes there? We had Zahn, Rogan, and Bartlett. Yeah. Right, right. All right. Lead us into the next category, John. Let okay. So more. the next category is Guest Actress in a Drama Series. Um, and the nominees are Hope Davis from Succession Season 3 plays Sandy Furness. Marsha Gay Harden in The Morning Show Season 2 plays Maggie Brenner. Martha Kelly in Euphoria Season 2 plays Lori. Sanaa Lathan in Season 3 of Succession plays Lisa Arthur. Harriet Walter in Season 3 of Succession plays Lady Caroline Collingwood. And Lee Yu Mi in Squid Game Season 1 plays Ji Young. Um, which is like, 
Ji Young and Squid Game. I, I don't know. I feel like I have to explain every Squid Game character just because like the names are kind of get dropped a lot throughout the show, so we, it's hard to resonate with them. Um, but I think Ji Young's the character that's like kind of a despicable woman, but you're also rooting for. She's just kind of like a fighter. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Anyway, she's the only nominee I've seen from the category, but from what I've heard, I think Harriet Walter could do it for Succession, playing Lady Caroline Collingwood. That's going to be my pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, she's great. Uh, She's phenomenal. She's in so much, too. Uh, She was in The Last Duel, that Ridley Scott one. She played... uh, Matt Damon's mother. Uh, so, yeah, I think I'm going to go with Harriet Walter. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's big in the theater scene, too, like huge. She's won a lot of Olivier Awards. Uh, great actress. So, yeah, I'm going with Harriet Walter. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Hope Davis um, from Succession. She's like kind of. Uh, Sandy Furness's little earpiece. Um, can't spoil, but yeah, she like has an increasingly more important role. And there's something about her. I've seen her around before. I don't know what else she's in, but I think she does a great job. And um, yeah, I'll go with her. Cool. All right. So- also, her, sorry, one last thing. Her dynamic with Sarah Snook that season was also they work very well together so yeah and i think including in the next category guest actor in a drama series in which we see um four nominees from succession i just want to quick highlight the power of succession i mean not only do they have great guest actors and actresses want to come on but the fact that they get so many nominations for these means that the writing is so good that these actors even within a one or two episode timeline can make such an impact um, and, and in season four of, or season three of Succession, the first nominee for guest actor in a drama series is Adrian Brody, who just commands, so, I mean, he's won an Oscar for best actor and he came on as a guest actor in Succession. That's incredible. He plays Josh Aronson, James Cromwell for Succession plays Hugh and Roy, Coleman Domingo came on Euphoria season two and plays Ali. Ariane Moyad for Succession plays Stewie Hasemi. Tom Pelfrey for Ozark Season 4 plays Ben Davis. And Alexander Skarsgård actually has a pretty big role in Season 3 of Succession as Lucas Matson. So despite Adrian Brody's gravitational pull, I'm going to go with Alexander Skarsgård. Nice. I'm, I'm actually going to go with Arian Moyad uh, for Succession. He's really great in Succession. Uh, you learn a lot of things about Kendall and the character of Kendall through him. Uh, and I just think he's phenomenal in his role. He plays like a perfect dick. Uh, Adrian Brody, I just simply think he's not in Succession enough to, to win. Uh, Skarsgård, no. Skarsgård could easily get this. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with Arian Moyed. I think he's great in Succession. So Yeah, I'm going to go with Moyed as well. Um, he's kind of been a staple since season one. Um, yeah, he, I mean, talk about Cornell vibes or like just being an investment, (laughs) investment banking, like 
private equity dickhead mm-hmm. knows exactly how to deal with people knows exactly how to you know piss people off he's Great. starting to get cast as a a lot of lawyers arian Loyed. he was in uh, mm-hmm. inventing anna actually so interesting good for yeah, him. i love him uh, next category. Oh, so we're going with two Arians and one Alexander Skarsgård. That's cool. I can vibe with that. I'll take Skarsgård over anybody. Next category is best guest actress in a comedy series, and the nominees are Jane Adams for Hacks, um, plays Nina Daniels, Harriet Sansom Harris for Hacks, plays Susan, Jane Lynch for Only Murders in the Building, plays Saz Pataki, Laurie Metcalf for Hacks, plays Weed, Caitlin Olson for Hacks, plays Vance Jr., and Harriet Walter in Ted Lasso plays Deborah. I'm going to go with Jane Lynch, Only Murders in the Building. If you boys have seen that season one, it's on Hulu. It's, it's a pretty quick season. Jane Lynch is just a dog. She's the best. Um, and she plays like this stunt actor for Steve Martin. It, it's really cool. She's great. So that's my pick. Nice. I'm... I'm- I mean, I got to watch Hacks. Like, I need to watch Hacks, definitely. Uh, they're getting a lot of nominations. Uh, just because she's Laurie Metcalf, I'm going to go with Laurie Metcalf uh, for Hacks. Uh, she's great in everything she does. Uh, yeah. So, that's my pick. Um, yeah, I haven't seen any of these. Um, I'll listen to Pete because he seems like he knows what he's saying here. Laurie Metcalf, I do like her, so... Yeah, but it doesn't carry much weight. So we got two Lori Metcalfs and one Jane Lynch. Guys, it's Jane Lynch. Come on. All right. All right. That's fine, though. Predict Lori Metcalf. Just see where we all end up in a couple of days. Um, the last acting category is guest actor in a comedy series. Um, and this this is pretty special because not only is Bill Hader in this not for Barry, but you have some just great people in here. So the nominees are Jared Carmichael for Saturday Night Live, season 47. Um, just a quick highlight. My personal experience with Jared Carmichael. I don't know if you have seen his HBO show, Rathaniel, his comedy special on HBO, Rathaniel. But he literally came out as gay in his comedy special. And then three days later, hosted for Saturday Night Live. Um, super cool. And but besides the whole like coming out as gay thing, which made the comedy special, like you know, kind of really special in in the halls of of history, it was just a great special. And his SNL episode, which I have seen, was great. And he recently also directed and and started a movie called On the Count of Three about two friends that like make a suicide pact. Phenomenal! I saw that today. So I'm a big Jared Carmichael guy. But anyway, moving on. Bill Hader in Curb Your Enthusiasm in season 11 played three characters, Igor, Gregor, and Timor. James Lance and Ted Lasso played Trent Krim. Nathan Lane, Only Murders in the Building, played Teddy Demas. Christopher McDonald, season two of Hacks, played Marty Gileon. And Sam Richardson and Ted Lasso played Edwin Akufo. Despite my love for Jared Carmichael, I'm going to go with Nathan Lane, who played Teddy Demas in Only Murders in the Building. Yeah, big uh, big Nathan Lane fan over here. Uh, he's great in everything he does. Uh, love to see Shooter McGavin on the list here for Hacks. Uh, that cast just seems pretty stacked. Uh, love uh, the Baby of the Year host, Sam Richardson, as well, getting a nomination. I love to see that. 
who will be uh, the baby of the year. <laughs> uh, so that's great that he's in there. I highly recommend watching Detroiters audience. Uh, it's Sam Richardson and Tim Robinson. Funny as hell. They're like best friends in real life. They're mad funny. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with Nathan Lane just because he's Nathan Lane. Uh, yeah, he has a lot of pool. So I'm going to go with that. And I think Bill Hader will get love for Barry. So I think he's kind of out on this category. But yeah, what about you, Coop? Yeah, I love Nathan Lane, but I can, I'm going to go with Carmichael. I think they'll give it to him. Um, a great story. Um, yeah, I love him on SNL when he hosted. Um, I think he was probably the best host of the season. Um, yeah, so I'll go with him. Funny guy. All right, and that moves us finally beyond the acting categories, and now we're going to get into the directing categories. Um, we'll move through them quick because I know Coop has to go soon. We have eight categories to get through. <laughs> All right, so let's zoom through these. Um, outstanding directing for a co- outstanding directing for a comedy series, Atlanta, the episode New Jazz, directed by Hiro Mirai. Barry, the episode Seven Ten N, directed by Bill Hader. Um, Hacks, there will be blood. Episode directed by Lucia Aniello. The Mrs. Pat Show, directed by Mary Lou Belly, and the episode is Baby Daddy Groundhog Day. Only Murders in the Building, the episode The Boy from 6B, directed by Cherry and Dobbies. Only Murders in the Building, episode True Crime, directed by Jamie Babbitt. And Ted Lasso, No Weddings in a Funeral, directed by MJ Delaney. This episode for Tom Ted Lasso got several nominations for several things. Despite everything, I'm going to have to go with, because it got two nominations for different episodes, only Murders in the Building, The Boy from 6B, directed by Cherry and Davis. That episode, if you haven't seen it, is basically from a deaf guy's perspective. So the entire episode is kind of without sound, and it's it's mostly subtitles. Um, and it's just directed so well. That's my pick. I'm going to go with Bill Hader. I mean, Bill that Hader, episode. Barry. That episode, it's episode 10, right? 7, 10, and no, it's episode 6. It's where the oh. Taylors, the siblings of, you know, the, basically the motorcycle gang hunts for Barry, which is a fantastic episode. The is that the chase? The chase yeah. scene? Okay, yeah, that's what I was, yeah. Um, yeah, that chase scene was brilliant. I mean, wow. Um, Bill Hader, I, I want him to get that directing um, clout. Um, I think that episode's a lock for stunt coordination. But yeah, I hope, yeah, I hope it gets directing too. Yeah, I don't think they announced stunt coordination on uh on TV. I think they announced it on Saturday, just not on yeah. TV. Yeah, but yeah, I'm gonna give it to Bill. Bill. Yeah, I'm gonna. I agree with you there, Coop. I'm gonna go with Barry. Uh, that is a great episode. Uh, yeah. So I think that's where Barry's gonna pull. So. All right, lit. And next category is outstanding directing for a drama series. Notably, three different Succession episodes are on here. Um, and the nominees are Ard- Ozark, A Hard Way to Go, directed by Jason Bateman. Severance, which is the last episode of season one, The We We Are, directed by Ben Stiller. Squid Game, which is the first episode of Squid Game. It's called Red Light, Green Light. It's directed by Kwang Gyun Hyuk. Succession, the last episode of season three, All the Bells Say, directed by Mark Nylod. Succession, the third episode, The Disruption, directed by Kathy Yan. Succession, the seventh episode, Too Much Birthday, 
directed by Lorene Scafaria, and Yellow Jackets, the pilot episode directed by Karin Kusama. I, I'm going to go with Too Much Birthday, the seventh episode of Succession. The description is, at Kendall's lavish birthday bash, Shiv and Roman try to arrange a meeting with Lucas Matson, a tech mogul who recently snubbed Logan. Based on pouring through the Emmy stuff, I mean, Too Much Birthday got an insane amount of Emmy nominations. And so I think it's going to get directing just because as a body of work, the episode was fantastic from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, it's tough to pick against Severance for this one for me. Fun fact about that, um, episode there was supposed to be a 10th episode. And Ben Stiller decided to scrap it and make it episode one of season two. So it was not supposed to be a cliffhanger. There's a massive cliffhanger, obviously. Um, and I thought that was cool that they kind of canceled that last episode. But I don't want to have to wait for it. But I am going to go with the My Lot episode, the last ses- the last episode of Succession. All the bells um, there? Yeah. Um, I can't spoil, but the last scene, um, it's a shot into that room that they're all in. And you have Shiv looking. You can see she sees through the door across the way. She sees Tom. And she has a huge revelation when she sees him. Um, I think that shot in itself was just such a great shot and like perfectly encapsulated their relationship. Um, And it really brought the season to a great end. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm going to go with that. The My Lot episode too. Probably my favorite episode. Too Much Birthday was great. Uh, That was a phenomenal episode. Even the last episode of Severance, like we have a lot of good, good nominees here. But yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, all the be- as the bell say or something. Whatever the last episode of Succession was, a lot of things uncovered, uh, some good uh, references to you know Roman history. So yeah. Um. All right, and moving on to outstanding directing for a limited or anthology series, we have Dope Sick, and the episode is People versus Purdue Farmer, directed by Danny Strong. The Dropout episode, Green Juice, directed by Michael Showalter. The Dropout episode Iron Sisters, directed by Francesca Gregorine. Made episode Sky Blue, directed by John Wells. Station Eleven, Wheel of Fire, directed by Super Frog Hero Murai. And The White Lotus, Body of Work, directed by Mike White. I'm going to go with what's weird about The White Lotus compared to the other nominees is the entire sh- limited series is nominated because it's really only like five, six hours. Um, and it was written and directed by the same guy, Mike White. So that's going to be my pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with White Lotus uh, just to keep it short. So, Yeah, clean sweep. Um, I was between the Dope Sick and White Lotus. but Cool. All right, so we got all three from Mike White. And he also is planning to come on for the second season of White Lotus, which is cool. Next category, Outstanding Directing for a Variety Series. And... I'm not even going to go through the directors, but the variety series is our a Black Lady sketch show, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, Late Night with Seth Meyers, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and Saturday Night Live when Billie Eilish was hosting. Um, this one has been given out. Oh, it has? Yeah. My bad. I, it was probably given out to John Oliver, right? Nope. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. A Black Lady sketch show took it. Okay. Bridget Stokes. It has been given out. We are not going to vote on it. Thank you, Cooper. There are, however, I think three writing nominees we need to give out, or four. Yeah, can right? we start with drama? 
Yeah, do you want to list them off, Coop? Sure, writing for a drama series, we've got Better Call Saul, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Succession, and then there's two for Yellow Jackets. I can't see how they're different. Well, they're different episodes. Um, yeah, I just can't see the episode titles, but... That's okay. Oh, the Severance, Shark is one of them. The Severance one is the last episode. The Squid Game one is the final like game episode. Um, Better Call Saul is the seventh episode, and Succession is also the last episode. So th- they're really hitting on the last episodes here in the writing. I'm going to go with, based on what we were talking about earlier, Succession, All the Bells Say. From what you guys have talked about, I think it was not only a well-directed, but a well-written episode. Yeah, just a, just a ruthless episode, really. Uh, took everything of the season and sort of put it to a good finale. Uh, a lot of things uncovered. Mylod did a great job with the direction. Uh, it's written by Jesse Armstrong, right? That episode? Should it is. Be. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to go with Succession, the last episode. Great episode. Can't wait for you to watch it, uh, John, because you're going to love it. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm going to go with Better Call Saul, uh, episode 7, Planet Execution. So Better Call Saul this season was split. It was 14 episodes, and it was split into 7 and 7. So we had like a month-long wait after the 7th. And there was an all-time troll job by Vince Gilligan, who in an interview purposely said, hinted that there was going to be a huge uh, cliffhanger after episode seven, um, which was just a misdirection because episode seven was absolutely not a cliffhanger. And it was one of the most shocking moments that I've ever had watching television. Better Call Saul is that unique show where I truly do not know what's going to happen next. And I think Planet Execution was the best episode of this season. And I think this season was the best episode of the show. So, I mean, that writing that episode, wow. Just wow. All right, so we're going with All Succession. It's a sweep. Next category. No, I, I think Better Call Saul. No, better Call Saul. Oh, I'm bad. Better Call Saul. <laughs> I'm an idiot. I've had a, a few beers throughout this episode. So <laughs> we're, just, we're just podcasting here. It's just a fun time. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Next category, Outstanding Writing for a Comedy Series. We've got Abbott Elementary, the pilot episode. Barry, 710N, directed by Hanarpy Duffy, or written by Hanarpy Duffy Boudreau. Barry, starting now, directed by, or written by Alec Berg and Bill Hader. Hacks, the one, the only, only murders in the building, true crime. Ted Lasso, no weddings and a funeral. What we do in the shadows, the casino, and what we do in the shadows, the wellness center. I'm going to go with Ted Lasso, Season 2, Episode 10, No Weddings and a Funeral, written by Jane Becker. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ted Lasso. Uh, the Emmys love them. so I'm going to go with Barry, the uh, Starting Now episode. I think we you can remember the, the key lines in that episode were starting now. The use of that phrase in writing was awesome, the way it came full circle. Um so yeah, I'm gonna go with that episode of Barry. And are we on our last category? Could be right. The writing categories. Let me just look here. Anyway, we're gonna cover outstanding writing for a variety special, which I don't believe has been covered yet by the Emmys. And the nominees are Ali Wong for Don Wong, The Daily Show with Trevor Noah presents Jordan Klepper fingers the globe, Hungary for democracy. 
Jared Carmichael for Rathaniel, Nicole Byer for BBW, Big, Big Beautiful Weirdo, and Norm McDonald for Nothing Special. I've seen Jared Carmichael's and Norm McDonald's comedy specials. I think Norm McDonald, I mean, to be honest, got nominated because he like died and there's a bunch of celebrities on there. The writing wasn't great compared to his other specials. I'm going to go with Jared Carmichael, Rathaniel, who not only great uh, gave a great Friday special, but also came out during it, which is pretty incredible. So that's my pick. Yeah, Norm Macdonald, I, th- I saw that he did it in one take without editing that and without true. restarting. It, it comes <laughs> off like that. Which is just so ballsy, and only Norm Macdonald would do that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with BBW. I have not seen it, but from what everything I've heard, um, I really like Nicole Byer, so um, I'll be rooting for that. Um, I, I need to watch it. I probably will tonight, but I've heard a lot of great yeah. things. I agree. I'm going to go with BBW. Uh, Nicole Byer. People love Nicole Byer, so I think the Emmy board will too. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's going to take it home. So I think that brings us to a wrap for writing. If we miss a category – Oh, wait. All right. Last one. Last category. Apologies. Outstanding writing for a limited series. Episodes are The Dope Sick, The People vs. Purdue Pharma, The Dropout, I'm in a Hurry, which is the first episode, Impeachment, American Crime Story, episode Manhandled, Made, episode Snaps, Station Eleven, the episode is Unbroken Circle, and The White Lotus, Entire Body Work, directed by Mike White, written by Mike White. Once again, I'm going to go with Mike White for writing. Just because he did the whole body of work for the White Lotus. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mike White. What else has he done, like aside from White Lotus? I honestly don't know. I I could look it up while Coop makes his prediction. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I keep the, these. I mean, this is probably not going to win, but it's gonna be my. I'm gonna go with the impeachment one again. Yeah. Um, the writing for that was great. I don't know. I think it's important that everyone watches that just to know kind of what happened, especially now when we have to impeach presidents for actual serious violations. <laughs> comparing well, I mean, to that. everything we've impeached presidents for besides the Monica Lewinsky thing is pretty serious. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm saying that's why it's important for everyone to see how ridiculous it was. It was pretty but, ridiculous compared to like, yeah, other impeachments. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with that. I found Mike White, by the way. If you guys have seen School of Rock. Have you both seen School oh, of yeah. Rock? He yeah. is Ned Schneebly, the roommate. Oh, right. Yes, I did know that. Okay. Wow. Um, so I guess that guy's also an insane writer and director. Besides that's a deep Ned reference. Uh, uh, yeah, that's, that wraps up our, our predictions, right? That wraps up our predictions. I mean, we could have yeah. talked about this for hours, but I'm glad Coop yeah. was able to come on for an hour and a half. Yeah. Hopefully the audio yeah. all saves well. We can edit and the episode comes out good. I want to I have a question for Coop. Yeah. yeah. I just have a question. Uh, what, like, what are you looking forward to? Like releases, movies, TV even? I know Blonde, okay. Ana de Armas. We've been talking about that on the pod. Like, yeah. We're excited for that. Uh, so TV, I think this month, um, I'm not a huge Kid Cudi fan, but Kid Cudi is releasing an album that is uh, an episodic series on Netflix. It's animated. Timothy Chalamet's in it. Um, Kid Cudi voices someone. I forget who else. Maybe it's Issa Rae. But he's every episode, he's going to release 
in the episode is going to be one of the songs from the album. The show is called Enter Galactic. It's about like an up and coming rapper. It's a reflection of Kid Cudi's um, journey. But I'm really excited that the visuals are very um, uh, into the Spider-Verse-esque, um, which I fucking loved. So Enter Galactic, I think is going to be great. And it's like an album and a show in one, which I don't think has ever been done before. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah. 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 Anything uh, in the movie realm, really? Avatar re-release. The Avatar. Are you guys going to see that? The Avatar re-release? Going back in the theater September 23rd in... Oh, really? Wait, when I... does Way of the Water... When does Way of Water come out? I think after Avatar is out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I coming back in, like, higher resolution and more, like, 3D and 4D showings. That's dope. Yeah. It's a beautiful movie. James Cameron's a crazy guy. Like, just nuts. Yeah. He's, make, he's making so many of those. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Cool. I'm also really excited for Willy Wonka um, with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see what he brings to that role. I don't know when that's coming out. I'm guessing it'll be 2023. He can't beat Gene Wilder. Maybe he'll be, like, a, a meth addict, like, in Beautiful Boy. Beautiful boy. Willy Wonka the method. <laughs> I hated that movie. Uh, I hated it as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first thing I ever watched with Steve Carell after The Office, and I just couldn't get that taste out of my mouth. I was like, this is way yeah. too serious of a role for Michael like, Scott. Gonna make a <laughs> you got to watch like Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, oh, I have. That's a great That's a something great. light. Yeah. What's the Fox girl? Catcher. Just turn on Foxcatcher immediately yep. after watching The Office. Yeah. That shit is dark. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Coop, like I, we talked about it earlier, like you worked on sort of this TV, like social media type thing. I don't is know much you can talk about, about it that. Can you talk about it? I don't know. Did you sign an NDA? Not... Like if you sign an NDA, like say it. Cause I did sign an NDA. Okay. Ooh. Okay. So then oh, like, maybe we'll bring you on and once the episode once the app comes once out. Once it's launching. The yeah. launch the tentative launch date is October twenty fourth right now, but that it's obviously very up in the air with an app. There's Can we a get a name or is it just No? I don't want to give the name. I don't I don't want to yeah, get in sure. trouble. Ooh. But it's a social media it's like letterboxed for TV combined with like Reddit. Um you can talk with people about the shows you like, with people that are at the same spot as you. It's very organized, so you can talk about specific things that happen in each episode, talk about specific characters. Um, so I'm really excited. That's awesome. And you were doing, yeah. like, uh, like programming for them and stuff? And Content sort of getting the app up. Yeah, I, I'm not a coder. I can't program. But me and Will, uh, John's brother, did a lot of the user experience. So we kind of oh, used like our yeah, we use our angle of youth to kind of tell them what people want, what we would want as TV watchers. Yeah, um, we're launching to the Cornell campus first, then Ithaca College, and then we're going to spread to New York City schools, and then, you know, that's awesome. The country, yeah, yeah, the world, well, let's prestige go. worldwide. Prestige well, we'll have worldwide. To bring you on once it takes off. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. At least by the time the next Emmys roll around. Oh yeah, big time. If, if that's all we have to cover, I know you kind of have to go soon, Coop. So yeah, I have to go. Um, thank you so much for coming on. We're glad to have you. Yeah, thanks for coming on, Coop. You thanks for having me. If you were nervous about being on a podcast, congrats. You did your podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, you Pretty clearly know a lot about this uh, we talked about. But 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go uh, watch Better That's my final words. Better Call Saul. <laughs> that's his last. That's his PSA to everybody. PSA, greatest show of all time. Okay. That's fair. Uh, that is fair. Like, what Vince Gilligan does is nuts. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I, I know you got to go, but I would love to talk about that at some point. Uh, but, yeah. So, signing off, Splash of Cinema. Uh, I'm Pete. I'm John. I'm Cooper. Hey, hey. we'll see y'all. Thanks. See ya. I'm on at the Emmys. Thank <laughs> you.